Welcome back to the Sudesh podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind traveled to Lahore, how he met with the Sikhs there, how he visited all the Gurdwaras associated with the previous Gurus. The last chapter ended off describing how Guru Hargobind set up a Divan session, a court session. And now chapter 11 starts off describing how the congregation of Lahore was coming to that court session. So they were getting together after bathing and then bringing with them offerings for the Guru. Some were preparing prashad, others were bringing fine clothes and jewelry for the Guru. And they all got together in front of the Guru and placed these offerings down before bowing down. They sat in the Divan session viewing the beautiful form of Guru Hargobind. They were all in awe and bliss. The very senior six of the congregation clasped their hands together and then said, You have captured the great enemy of the, of the Guru. The congregation hearing this is now in all bliss so relieved and happy but we should not let him live he's a great vile sinner we tried what we could when he had guru arjun locked up in his house but we could not do anything he had such a large presence of security and gates and locks in front of his house he didn't allow any of us to get close and see the guru this guy should experience hell in both worlds this and the next so punish him so greatly that he dies Guru Hargobind heard this and commandingly replied, Whatever he has done, he'll receive that in kind. Don't worry. He's quite deserving of great punishment. He'll experience great pain. No one will save him. But how is he going to get away now? How is he going to escape this? In this world and the next, he'll experience great pain. Don't worry. All the congregation hearing this was very pleased. They sat there for some time and then ex eventually... Uh, getting the Guru's permission, they got up and headed out to go see where Chandu was tied up. His whole body was bruised up, covered in wounds. He had maggots crawling over these wounds. His eyes were all swelled up from the beatings. He couldn't even see out of them properly anymore. And he just kept his head very low. Every once in a while, you could see these maggots crawling over him. He smelled terrible. No one could sit near him. He was just disgusting. Only a few people actually even hit him with shoes. Others were just afraid that if they did, that he would die. And they didn't want to kill him just yet. So after that, the congregation went to their homes while reciting the praise of the Guru all along the way, saying, Blessed, blessed is the great Guru who has avenged his father's death and destroyed the enemy Chandu. So in this way, Guru Hargobind stayed in Lahore for 15 days. And every now and then, the emperor would come to see the guru. Sometimes Guru Hargobind would be called to come see the emperor in his court. Other times the emperor would come there and they would meet each other with great happiness and enjoyment. The congregation in Lahore would come during this time as well to receive the darshan of Guru Hargobind and would have all their heart's desires fulfilled. People from all over that area would come, but not only from Lahore, but from other regions as well. And they would come bringing offerings and placing them down before the Guru, before meeting with the Guru. So day by day, the enthusiasm, the fanfare in Lahore was growing due to Guru Hargobind's arrival. There was such a large gathering there now in Lahore to meet the Guru. Jetha was sitting there one day in the court and he was thinking that 
It would be great to drag around Chandu through the streets of Lahore. This vile and sinful person. The state that he's in now, it should be shown to all the men and women of Lahore so they could see and know that Guru Hargobind has avenged his father's death. So that faith and love in their heart for the Guru grows. Jetha though had a doubt in his mind about asking. He thought maybe Guru Hargobind would not be kind to this idea because he's so compassionate and would spare Jandu from this. But one day this discussion came up and Jetha said, this enemy, Jandu, we saw what he did here, how he greatly disrespected Guru Arjan Dev Ji. All the men and women saw that as well. Everyone here was yelling out in disbelief. The great beloveds of the Guru, the great Sikhs were crying out in pain, seeing the Guru in this state. But only in private, because of fear, would these Sikhs get together and curse Jandu. But oh, Guru Hargobind, why have you not killed him yet? He's in such a bad state now, experiencing great pain. And seeing him, we all have such love for you, the compassionate Guru. But if he's killed, now all the men and women of Lahore will even be twice as happy. Everyone is desiring this here. And of course, without your permission, we will not drag him around the city, but please fulfill this desire of those in this city so that we may drag him around through the marketplaces. Guru Hargobind just laughed at this point and said, Oh, Jetha, you, you really want to throw him just in hell now, eh? Okay, we'll take him around and show him to the six in the city, but do not kill him so he doesn't have an easy out from this world. He's a great enemy of the Guru and should receive great pain. His face will be dishonored in both this world and the next. So in getting permission from Guru Hargobind, Jetha then called for Chandu and they went around the city. The Chandals were holding Chandu with a chain which was around his neck and there were a lot of people in this gathering as well taking him around. When they got to the gate of the main entrance of the inner city, they darkened Chandu's face as a sign of disrespect and then headed towards the markets. All the kids came running, grabbing dirt, throwing it at his face while swearing at him saying, Oh, enemy of the Guru, you false and Arnoldist person. People were saying this as well while hitting him with their shoes. So they were taking him across the different stalls in the marketplace and people were just, just bashing him. So Jirtha got a little bit worried that he would be killed here. So he started stopping some of the six and said, it's a great deed to hit him, but don't kill him just yet. If you don't kill him, he'll experience great pain for longer. So Jetha said this and pushed some six back. Then they only started hitting him with their shoes. And slowly, slowly, they dragged him to more stalls in the marketplace. And such was the fate of this dog, this enemy of the Guru. The women were watching from the rooftops, from the doors of the houses. Some were looking out through the windows. Everyone saw in the city this happening and heard about this. Everybody was talking about it in the city. So people started leaving their work, coming from home to see this, to come swear at Chandu. They took him down all the different alleyways within the markets there. And at this time, his fate approached him. That person who Chandu acquired that hot burning sand from, which Chandu had poured over Guru Arjan Dev Ji, that foundry worker, he saw Chandu. And he was just furious looking at Chandu. 
So this guy was made to participate in that action against Guru Arjan Dev. He didn't really have a say. But he saw Chandu, he couldn't even handle it when seeing him. He had this ladle in his hand and he was using it to heat up and pour sand at that point. And he was looking at Chandu and he was just heating it up more and more, watching Chandu being dragged closer and closer to his stall. Around Chandu, all the kids were making a great amount of noise, cursing him, saying, Chandu, the big bastard. As Chandu passed right by this foundry worker's stall, he lifted up his burning ladle, that garsha, and then saying, you great sinner, you've come here again? Get out of here. I don't even want to be near your shadow. And at that moment, he struck Chandu with that ladle, which was burning hot. It was red hot. And it hit him right in the belly. It pierced his belly and opened up his gut. All of his intestines slowly just fell out. Chandu fell on his face, just screaming out in pain. As he was on the ground rolling in pain, he was screaming out saying, Guru Hargobind has killed me in such a dishonorable manner. Why did my daughter have to be born? This is all her fault. <laughs> so Chandu here is blaming his own daughter because this whole situation that arose was because Chandu uh, wanted to marry his daughter with Guru Hargobind. There was a disagreement. The Guru saw how egotistical he was. So Guru Arjan Dev Ji denied the marriage, which caused this whole uproar and which had Chandu then ending up uh, torturing Guru Arjan Dev Ji. So here, after all he's gone through, he's blaming his daughter. So he says this, this is all her fault. And he was just there on the ground in a great amount of pain, just rolling around it looked like a fish had been taken out of water. Everyone there saw him in such a state and were swearing at him. They were saying, let him die, this sinner. He's getting exactly what he deserves. No one at that moment had any sympathy or compassion for Chandu. They all understood him to be uh, deserving of this. In fact, they were looking at him and even getting more angry at him. So eventually, while everyone was looking at him, he died there on the ground. There were flies now coming and hordes to sit on his body. Some people were still in a state of awe though, that the emperor's senior divan minister who commanded such a large respect from people, who nobody could disobey throughout the land, who had so much money, he has now received such a fate just because he had angered the guru. So this is how chapter 11 concludes. And in the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Hargobind receives this news how the Emperor Jahangir is planning to head up to Kashmir for the summer season. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Get out,